What is good, y'all? It's your boy, Jay. And I'm your host of Jay Walking the Podcast. Man, it feels good to be out of retirement. And uh, for the record, I just want everyone to know that this podcast has very minimal editing slash facts to go along with it. This is kind of just going straight off the dome. So what's been going on with me? Let me tell you. Life. Boom. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but no, seriously though, uh, just life has been, uh, it's been great. No complaints. I'm healthy. I'm good. Financially uh, drained from going out to Vegas uh, to go to a festival. But otherwise, everything else is super good. I mean, I really can't complain. School has been stressful, but you know, anything in this life worth having or wanting comes at a price and you got to be willing to put in that work. So, um, you know, that, that's just my grind right now. It's just with school and trying to find a job after afterwards within the sports business world. And, for the people that think that I'm actually getting, you know, dollars off of this, uh, sadly mistaken, and I wish that was the case. But that's, you know, you you got to build. You got to build, and I'm hoping to get back on track. I don't really know if this is an episode that I would say um, – it's going to be a part of like a series, but it's just, honestly, I just wanted to drop something. I just felt like talking. And, um, right now it's Thursday. I just came back from the Suns game, kind of let down, but I'll consider this, uh, really the only loss that we had. I know we had the two others against the Nuggets and God, I kind of think the Utah jazz, which we lost by one point. Uh, refs were calling both games pretty crappy and just decided that the other team should win those games. But this this was actually like an L on our part. We let Jimmy Butler go off. He had 30 points in the first half. It's the first Miami Heat player to do that since uh, LeBron James. And then Goran Dragic just got the Hall of Fame Deadeye badge and started shooting lights out. Uh that was nuts. And in person, it was literally emotionally draining to me to see that. But hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. It's 82 games in the season. It's a sprint. I mean, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So we're to Nipsey. The Suns will be good. And I have faith in them. So let's get into the topics, though. Like, shit, I don't, I don't even know really what I want to talk about. I mean... Suns is is always a great thing. So I'm going to just overview on the NBA right now because I'm sure that's what audience members want to hear. NFL kind of getting a little played out. I'm not going to lie. New England is just smacking literally everyone, minus them facing Lamar Jackson and his great performance. But they're they're so good defensively. They'll figure things out. and really, the NFC is so tough. It's a crazy division. So it's just kind of getting dragged on. I always feel like at this point in the season, 
Uh, there needs to be more intriguing, intriguing storylines. And that's what I love about the NBA so much is it's driven off the players. The NFL is really driven off of teamwork and what the symbol represents as a whole. Whereas you look into the NBA and it's it's not a bad thing to be a fan of LeBron and say James Harden, you know. They're in the same Western Conference, but they play different uh have different impacts on their teams and come from different situations. It it's you know, it's just player narratives that really drive this league. It's a good thing and it's a bad thing because you can be in situations where uh, after Kobe, there was LeBron. Well, let me let me just backtrack. After Jordan, there was Kobe. After Kobe, there was still LeBron in the league. But once LeBron goes, there's got to be someone who's able to carry the mantle uh, to the highest degree that he did. Can Giannis do that? Potentially. Uh, that, I just don't know. I don't know if he brings that out. His character has to kind of be a little bit more marketable. I don't know. Kawhi, he, as great as a player that he is, he's not really marketable. He doesn't talk too much. He lets his game do the talking. And I mean, I respect that. Like, don't get me wrong. I respect all these players and what they got going on. It's just really hard to market them as the next thing. So who knows? I mean, Zion's injured. We've yet to see him play in a real game. And honestly, I don't know at his weight if he can really sustain playing the way that he plays. He got injured for a reason. He's out here like 285, 6, 9, 6, 10 on a good day. Not really sure his measurements. But that's a lot to be carrying in a in a body like that. He's he's like 6'9, six, 6'8. Six, pretty sure. But yeah, that's that's way too much. The way he plays is super aggressive. It's it's almost like Derrick Rose, you know, just on steroids, to be honest with you. And with Derrick Rose, the slasher that he was, the the quick first step that he had, it was way too much on his body. It was way too much. But shout out, shout out to Derrick Rose. He's really out here uh, putting in that work with Detroit. They just got Blake Griffin back. So it's going to be really intriguing to see what he has going on in the back end of his career. Uh, the Eastern Conference still really doesn't present mm, too many threats. I will say that the 76ers are pretty scary. I, I have them coming out of the East more so than Giannis just because I think they have the pieces that if Giannis wants to go off, he can't. It, it's got to be his team with Brogdon out. Eric Bledsoe, he, he, you know, he, he, he's not the star player, really. Brooke Lopez is still on that team. Chris Middleton was an all-star, but was he, like, really, really an all-star type of caliber player? I don't know. 
I just think you have Ben Simmons on him. You can get Al Horford on him, Joel Embiid. They'll all be able to defend him. Uh, shoot, even Josh Richardson. They're really good defenders. They're tall, lengthy, built on Philadelphia. So I have them coming out of the East. I don't even think at this point that Ben Simmons really needs a shot. I think him being able to just dictate the floor and at least provide like a mid-range close shot, then they're perfectly fine. Uh, I I just see them being the only threat to come out of the East, really. Um, the Raptors are still in it. They have Pascal. But, shoot, I just... Kawhi's out, and <laughs> that's literally the heart and soul of that team. And don't get me wrong, they'll make the playoffs, but if they were to advance or want to go to, let's say, the finals, is that a possibility? Hell to the nah. Uh, that would that would just that would be a stunner if they pulled that off. Um, and then you look at the Western Conference where LeBron and AD have finally clicked. And I know it's pretty crazy to say, but I see them coming out of it more so than the Clippers. The reason why I say that is just load management in itself. Kawhi, as great of a player he is, as much of an uprise that he has had in his career, no one projected him to be this type of player. If anyone tells you, yes, I saw Kawhi being a two-time finals MVP and dominating the league on both sides of the floor, uh, I don't think you would get that on draft night. His development is just beautiful to see, really. And Paul George coming back into the lineup, they'll be scary defensively. They'll have another score. I think they'll be good, but I just don't trust them. Injuries down the line. Uh, Paul George getting locked up by Joe Ingles is never a good sight. It would have to be Kawhi propelling this team. And with the pieces around him, it's possible. I just have the leg. I just can't go against my guy, LeBron. And let me say, the, the first game of the season, sure. They had LeBron's number. But I think it's fair to say that LeBron was playing out of character and really trying to feed Anthony Davis the ball. They were still trying to figure out each other, what they like, where they want to be at, passing, all those things. Really, just in that one game. It was so presentable. And I don't know. Uh, They just had... LeBron and Anthony Davis's number. Kyle Kuzma was not playing. Don't come at me and say Paul George was not playing, but still, I'm just saying that's a score that can provide you 18 right then and there, as opposed to Paul George. He can do that. Is he needed to do that every night? I don't think so, but Kyle Kuzma, whether he's in that starting rotation or coming off the bench, would be really beneficial to the Lakers. That's the only piece that they're missing. Uh, Andre Iguodala is still on this kind of lockout situation with the Grizzlies. 
waiting to hear on that. Where it is is that once he gets his contract situated with them, whether it's bought out or he gets released, I don't know how that goes. But once that goes down, it's rumored that he's going to join the Lakers, and that would be so vital to their already stacked defense that they have. And shout-out to Frank Vogel. That man really does not get the respect that he deserves. Um, Let it be known that this was the same guy who had Paul George and Roy Hibbert going up. And mind you, a young Paul George. He was like, what number was he, 24? Yeah, something like that. He wasn't even PG-13. Paul George and Roy Hibbert going up against... Uh, the Beatles, the Heatles, you know, and took them to game six or seven uh, a few times. Yeah, they're they were really good defensively, and there's a reason why he was hired. They saw what a trash defense the Lakers had going on for them, and really needed to upscale that with the additions of Dwight Howard. Shout out to him. He's balling his eyeballs out. Anthony Davis, freak of nature. He's going to get the respect that he deserves this year. Uh, Being on the Pelicans, I think a lot of people overlook the talent that he had coming out of college. And unless you're really into basketball, the average fan is not going to know that Anthony Davis is a -a once-in-a-generational talent. So they had him. They even have LeBron playing defense. Uh, Danny Green, 3 and D guy. Avery Bradley, he's going to get back on track. Rondo, questionable, but has his defensive moments. So, yeah, this team is really good defensively. They just needed Kyle Kuzma, and they need him to step up big time. If he's able to make that leap, I think they're going to win the West. They're going to win the West. I just can't count out LeBron. I really can't. Other teams that are going off right now. Ooh. Shoot. My bad. I didn't even know that the Celtics were uh, 6-1. and one, But Oh, you know what? <laughs> that is crazy because I did see a tweet with Gordon Hayward. Um, and they cleared up the vision. And it was Larry Bird. So they love that man out there. But, uh, yeah, that that is the one team I did not give props. Of course, you have the Nuggets at 5-2. and two. Uh, Jokic is kind of looking a little sluggish, but that team is really young. They're developing well. And if Michael Porter Jr. is the player that he was in high school, I think he only played like one game in college. If he's that player in high school, watch out. That man is scary. He's a scary bucket, let me tell you. Uh, The surprising team, before I get into my Phoenix Suns, uh, the surprising team has got to be Dallas. Uh, Not a lot of people had them starting the year off at 5-2, but here we are. Let me just say I'm a Luka believer, so I thought that they would do well. I just didn't think straight out the gate that they would do well. I thought him and Porzingis would need some time to really understand each other and what they want. But shoot, straight off the bat, uh, Porzingis missed a whole year, and he's looking like 
he didn't even miss literally a minute. Uh, he's a freak of nature. I'm not the biggest fan of him. I think he's really tall and lengthy. Uh, he could do so much, but it's just his frame scares me. I don't. I don't know if he'll be able to sustain a whole 82 games in a season. Uh, that's that's a scary thought for the Mavericks because once one of them goes down, uh, their season goes away. Uh, but I really love the direction in which they're going. It's really dope to see uh, Luca getting the props that he deserves. I wanted either him or Trey Young, kind of preferably Luca over Aiton. But uh, you you know, in hindsight, you want that. And for the record, I do see the development in, in Aiton, and I think that's what the Suns took with uh. Was Ryan McDonough still running the team? I'm almost sure he was. But uh, they wanted him. And if you're able to even bring out the potential, because his physical God-given gifts are already absurd. You know, to be that height, that fast, that agile, it's really tremendous to see. And I believe in Monty Williams bringing out the best in him. I do think you got to give him some time. A lot of Suns fans really don't like him, and it's kind of crazy to see because, uh, I mean, the man can can really do it all if he puts his mind to it. And last year he averaged, uh, what was it, around 16 and, and 12, something like that. Uh, only Blake Griffin, uh, Shaq. I think Carl Anthony Towns were putting up numbers like that in their rookie year. Um, I think he's a good piece. He's a great piece, and he doesn't have to be the focal point of the offense. But if he's able to become that, that puts a lot less stress on Devin Booker to perform. Uh, always at you know thirty points a clip or thirty points a night, and I just think that the Suns it's it's yet to to be really known if he if if they made the right move uh, with the suspension over his head and everything going on right now but like I said if you're able to bring out what he's capable of I think the move was pretty great in game 1 I went to against Sacramento and although they're not doing good this season, I might have to call out Luke Walton for that reason. I think that last year they were what the Suns were supposed to look like with De'Aaron Fox, Willie Cauley-Stein, uh, Buddy Heald. Um, did they have Stoskis? They had a foreign shooter. But uh, no, they were they were a pretty good young team. Uh, did they just get Giles or I'm sorry, this is straight off the rip. So of course you're going to have some slip ups, but yeah, they were, they were what the Suns were supposed to look like last year, a young and upcoming team with Luke Walton. I feel like he's slowing down the development of De'Aaron Fox and the team's not moving in the direction that they wanted to, especially with Marvin Bagley. I think he's really gifted down in the post and, mid-range and they're just not really utilizing him the way that Duke did but I saw the performance that the Suns put up 
as well as DeAndre Ayton. And let me tell you, if Ayton can bring that intensity, he had three blocks that game, almost sure, multiple blocks, put up a solid 18 points, uh, 10, 11 rebounds around there. If he's able to do that on a consistent basis, sign me up. It is so rare to find a five that is able to switch off and carry the weight, whether it's a power forward, a guard, or you know, just any 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 type of player. If he's able to at least just keep up and defend the paint like that. Sign me up. I love it. The Suns were missing that for years. And I know we had Tyson Chandler, but that man did not want to hoop up last year. And especially for the Suns. I don't know what was going on, but he just was like, nah, I'm not not really in it with this team. So we had to get rid of him. And then who are you left with? We had Rashawn Holmes, who's kind of like this power forward center playing that position when Aiton wasn't. And he was good, but just offensively, you need just a little bit more out of him, you know? He's a good bench player, don't get me wrong. He just wasn't what a starting caliber center would be. Um, And Aiton, in this day and age, can really bring that to the Suns. The Suns, the Suns, the Suns, the Suns. It feels like I've just been freestyling this whole episode. But I'm just so proud of my guys, man. I'm so proud of them. Because although we lost tonight, which does suck, they have put up nothing short of great performances in all the games that they played. Minus this one. This one. Uh, Jimmy Butler just scorched them. And then in the third quarter, like I said, Goran Dragic just shot lights out. It didn't even matter who was on him. But that first game, 95-124, Suns. The second game, we got hoed, 107-108. We lost in overtime to the Nuggets, or the refs, I should say. Uh, Third game of the season is when Devin Booker had one of his Best games of all time uh, against the Clippers, against Pat Bev, against Kawhi. He got the job done. The Suns win 130-122. Then we go on to the next game, which, again, we got hoed by the refs. And the Jazz win 96-95 when a foul was called with, what was it, 0.4 seconds left? I don't know. Any other situation, you you have to let that play on. Like, I don't care how crazy the game has been. If there's been no fouls called, you just can't call that. You can't let free throws literally decide the end of the game. Like, that's trash. Straight up. I don't, I don't care what the NBA really says. I know at the end of the day, That's a bad look. That's a bad look to have your ref literally just hand them the game. It's a free throw. It's literally called a free throw for a reason. You're getting free strikes at the the rim, you know? 
96-95 Jazz. Uh, then we go on to the new Chase Center and smack the Warriors. And in the process, Stephen Curry gets injured. Um, builds kind of momentum for the Suns. We win 121-110. It was just a great performance by Aaron Baines. I think he had a 20-point game. It's pretty nuts. He's never really had... Oh, yeah, he had a 26-point game, and that was his career high. So shout-out to Aaron Baines. Uh, met him at the Farmer's Market. That's my guy. Uh, next game, I did not watch this one. Where was I at? Oh, this was on Saturday. Um, oh, I was in Vegas while this was going on, so uh, did not have any service. Service over there is god-awful. But I did get the updates and saw that the Suns had won, 114 to 105. Can't really give you too much detail about that game, but just take my word for it. Uh, we probably played pretty good defensively. Then we go on and have one of the biggest games in Suns memory for probably like the last uh seven years something like that really it's been a long time but uh we played the undefeated 76ers at the time and there's a lot of hype going on because the suns still weren't in the nba power rankings on espn we're getting hoed we're not getting the respect that we deserve so we go out there and quick little fact about the 76ers games against the Suns. I've seen almost all of them uh, when Devin Booker has played. And let me just tell you, I don't know what gets Devin Booker going, but this man averages 38 against them. Like, he's a stone-cold killer against, against them, and I love it. So he has what I believe is to be his best game ever. Ever. I know he had the 70 points, but a lot of it went down in garbage time. Doesn't really present too much to my eye, you know. Devin Booker gets 40 points and has a great, great shooting night. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he goes for 15 of 19. Strikes really well at the three-point line. I don't really have all the stats, but I just know his efficiency was unbelievable. I saw the plays and re well, I saw the replays in which he was playing defense, and I just love that Monty Williams has preached that to this team, and they're and they're accepting it, they're loving it, and that's becoming their identity. With the past Suns coaches, I felt as if. They were just there. They were just there to to hoop. And if they won, cool. If they lost, oh well. And you can't you can't play like that. You can't have an organization, a professional organization, believe in those things. Especially when you hold your fans for years on having a winning team in the first place. So bringing in Monty Williams. And having the energy of Kelly Oubre, let me just say, Kelly Oubre 
getting Trevor Ariza was the best thing the Suns could do because we traded him for Kelly Oubre, who has become the heart and soul of this team. I love Devin, but when Kelly has a crazy defensive play, drains a three, has an N1, the crowd loses its mind. They lose their mind, and I just love it. I love that the energy is back at Talking Stick Arena. So this is my NBA segment, and let me just say one thing. Valley boys are headed to the playoffs, and if not, I'm about to just cry myself to sleep every night until the next season. Deadass. Papau. And that's the end of this episode. I know there wasn't that much uh, fashion slash shoe stuff going on. I'll give you a brief update. Cargo pants are the way to go right now. I love the fit. Uh, I love the style, the aesthetic, what it really brings to the table. It's a straight look, kind of baggier look. But with some of the styles that are out from minimal to pack sun, even have some at Urban Outfitters. Uh, it varies, and I'm kind of just a big fan of both. So I'm really high on cargos. You have the Travis Scott Air Force Ones coming out uh, within the next week or so. So that's going to be super dope to see those finally come out. I'm going to try and get my hands on a pair and let you guys know just how beautiful they are. Um, I did get my hands on the Travis Scott 6s, not in my size, and an 11C. So I'm out here flexing on the babies. Um, but I I just sold them off, so it wasn't really anything crazy. Uh, yeah, I can come out with some more fashion stuff if you guys want me to. I really came out with more of a sports sense just because... Um, I've been so amped up about the NBA returning. I love basketball. It's always going to be my first love. I know that baseball holds a special place in my heart, being that that was the first organized team sports uh, that I had played in high school. I got cut from basketball in high school, so kind of blows, and that's where the dream ended. But baseball gave me a chance to play. I got varsity twice on there so I lettered that's gonna be my one kind of flex I guess on that but yeah um never really projected to do much with uh baseball but did that so that's dope um but yeah I just love basketball and this season has me so hyped seeing the Suns do so well to Anthony Davis and LeBron James going off it's gonna be a great season and really one for the books so hopefully I can take you guys along on this journey. I don't know if this is an official coming out of retirement party, but for the time being, you get an episode, I get to vent, and we all have a good time. So thanks again for listening. Peace. <laughs>